you know, you, you get all these these big headshots, and they're they're fun. We are, I mean, we are getting older, so now I'm I'm like starting to worry. It's like, oh, is is that person okay? When like ten years ago, I'd have been like, yeah, eat it. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I, I like when I don't know who's standing in front of him, but when the when the crowd makes the the ooh and the ah, you know it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. I am your host, Justin Bosch, and today we finally get to start talking about real dodgeball again. With me tonight, I have Felix Peroni and Dylan Fetteg. I don't know if I said your guys' name correctly, but I'm notoriously horrible at last names, so I, or just names in general. So I hope I said your guys' names correctly. Is that right? Yeah. Dylan, oh, Dylan's first name is actually pronounced Dylan. So, um... <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Greatest ever. So how have you guys been? Dylan, how have you been? I've been great. Um, I, I had my second child over the uh, the whole COVID thing. So that, that was pretty fun. She's, mm-hmm. she, doesn't, she doesn't really know what humans are like because she was basically sheltered for the first half of her life. So. Did you have a boy that's or a girl? Fun. Uh, she's, I have a boy and a girl now. Congratulations. She's a girl, yep. That's awesome. Yep. And quarantine and COVID was all fine for you? You were safe? and. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're good. Yep. That's great. And Felix, how about for you guys? Yeah, everything was good here. I, uh, you know, moved to working from home and discovered how much I love not seeing people every day. So <laughs> it's pretty great. It's just me and my wife for... <laughs> over a year we took it very seriously and didn't really do anything at all it was nice that's great um so how is it getting back onto the court and playing dodgeball how did you guys both feel or how do you feel now after a couple days of not playing dodgeball now are you still sore felix Felix, yeah no i uh you know, I, I didn't get to play at all uh, during my 30th year on Earth, but uh, I got to play once as a 31-year-old, and I can definitely tell I don't bounce back as quickly as I used to be able to. Um, things definitely hurt, and you can tell just, like, from pretty much everybody that was at the tournament, it's like, okay, it's it's been a while. Everyone kind of, you know, spent the first part of the day shaking off the rust, but, um, you know, one of the crazy things with pinch is just, like, it takes such a toll on your fingers and your forearms that yeah, you could definitely grip, tell grip like strength definitely close, left. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely tell closer to the end of the day. People are not not as uh used to it as they used to be. But uh now it feels good. I was still able to play tennis on Wednesday and or on Tuesday and then I played dodgeball again yesterday. So it wasn't completely detrimental, but you know, still didn't feel great. And so you're just starting a, a league play or like a open gym this week. Was this the first week you'd started that? or? Yeah, we have the Colum- Columbus Rec Dodgeball. And so uh, we used to do it a while ago, a couple of years ago. And then, you know, obviously COVID put a stop to everything. And mm-hmm. the guy who organized it, he actually moved out to Arizona. Um, and so I took over to start it back up just because I needed a place for our players to practice. So uh, 
we got we got guys from Bowling Green Frostbite, Ohio Legacy, and the Columbus Gamecocks that all live in Columbus. So we're getting to practice now on a weekly basis, which is pretty cool. Um, awesome. Weather weather permitting, we were playing outdoors now until September where we can get gym space. Mm-hmm. And Dylan, what about you? Have you been playing at all? Were you able to play at all during quarantine or not at all? Nope. I, I took a year off and my shoulder feels better than it has in 10 years. Too. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> not the okay first person it. to say that. I've heard that yeah. a lot. Yeah. A year, so, a year off on the shoulder does a body good, I guess. Yep. And I, I moved out of Grand Rapids um, 2019 at the end of it. So um, that's where the where the dodgeball scene more was. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm looking to start up a team uh, at the local college here for the fall. So I might get to play regularly with them. That'd be fun. Yeah, still working on that. And how did you feel body-wise after, after playing for the first time? Definitely sore. Uh, well, I've, I've turned into a second day soreness for some reason. Like I'm fine <laughs> the day after, and then the, the next day my body's just completely broken. So, um, yeah, I was dealing with some some wrist tendonitis before the tournament, so mm-hmm. that was a- amplified. But I'm pretty much back to normal now. So, a couple of days is it's all it took. I'm always amazed, like after you know, like after that first time playing it was like that there's muscles like in your back that you just didn't realize you like you don't use except for in dodgeball and if you're not yeah. playing all the time then you're like oh yeah that's not a like i don't twist that way i guess all the time like in a normal <laughs> day or i don't you know whatever i'm doing it's not happening in my normal activity uh, but everyone else played well and then like no one i know that uh kevin said that he got injured were there other any other injuries besides kevin I think they're all on uh, dynasty side. <laughs> we had we had Kevin go down the second, the first point in the second game, and, and then he, he thinks it's a oblique strain. And then yeah. um, Alex Watkins, also on our team, was kind of feeling the same pain going on. So they were both trying to sit as much as they could, even though we only had one sub. So that was fun. It seems to be Dynasty's new legacy is injuries. Whoa, calm down. <laughs> That's just Kevin's legacy, actually. Just Kevin? All right. It seems to be. I feel like every year you guys talk about some sort of injury derailing your season, so I hope that's not the case. Yeah. Although I guess now you know we have a whole other – I don't know. You probably – Felix are probably more suited to say when USA Dodgeball is actually going to come back and start playing, but I feel like we're probably yeah. – six to seven months still away from probably some sort of USA event. Um, but let's talk about the tournament you guys played in on Saturday. So how many teams did you guys have come? Uh, five. And what were those five teams? We had Dynasty, Gamecocks, Notorious, Kraken, and Final Justice. And were those all basically full teams or did they mix and match and pull in some people from other teams or so we were playing eight on eight for the uh for both styles of play we did so every team had to rope in actually kraken and gamecocks had all their normal guys but the other three teams had to rope in some some unusual players yeah yeah 
how was it playing open with eight on eight on like a small court? So um, it was fine. It was, it was good. It was pretty much like chaotic because everyone just wanted to throw all the balls because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. the first time back. So everyone forgot um, strategy. all strategy was out the door. Yeah. 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 I mean, there was no, there was no, I mean, there was a winner, a notorious one, I, I guess, but we didn't do like a elimination bracket or anything. We just round robin. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like a, worried about losing the situation. The yeah, actually, seem... Sorry, what were you going to say? Felix? We actually played with uh, seven balls instead of six. So oh, that so was a little, even, more, even more chaotic. Yeah. Well, it's, it was try, to try out the, uh, to eliminate the um, odd colored ball situation. Oh, so you'd have four to... on one side, three on the other side. Right. Mm-hmm. So we would, we wanted to try to eliminate the just, everyone throwing back and forth the odd colored ball. So we're just giving it a try, see what it was like. Similar to like UDC, I guess, right? Because UDC was yeah. five, yep. always an yep. odd, odd number. Did it? That was a good thing about this tournament is like, we got to just try a bunch of new things that, because like it was just the five captains of these teams that just kind of threw this tournament together. And it was just fun to be able to try new things. Like, sure, we'll do eight on eight with a 30 foot wide court instead of 25 feet. And we'll, have seven balls and uh, soft boundaries. It was, it was just a lot of fun being able to do something different, mix things up. And we made a few real adjustments throughout the day, just based off of how things were going. And it was cool to just be able to do that on the fly. Did you feel like the seven balls eliminated sort of the single ball throwing of just the burden? Did it allow for you to throw more two balls or three balls and then protect yourself? Well, just like I said, it was, it's, it's hard to tell because it wasn't like everyone strategy. was building a strategy to try to win. They yeah. just wanted to hit their friends as fast <laughs> as they could. So, were, there any, were there any huge shots? Um, in the second half of the tournament, for sure. I don't know about <laughs> Open. Yeah, I think Open was really just – it was pretty chaotic and everyone was just excited and trigger-happy. But, I mean, yeah. like, we got through – all five rounds in like an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. Like, wow. so yeah, it was, it was great. We, and especially with that small of a group too, only five teams, you knew that if you weren't playing, you were refing and we were able to just keep everything going. There was no like waiting on someone to get done yeah. in the bathroom or whatever. It was just like, all right, you know that you're up next. So get on the damn court. Yep. Were you running for the open? Were you doing two courts, or are you still only doing one court total? Two courts. Oh, so it was really there was balls flying everywhere. I'm sure. Yeah, that's fun though. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, we the gym was a little bit small, um, and wall ball was definitely in full effect. But I mean, it got the job done for what we needed it to. Was there any player that seemed like they didn't have any like have any rust? Like they've been practicing on their own enough that. They seem head and shoulders of any, above anybody. Um, Sam Stockdale on Kraken and Michael Riley seem like they were were pretty. Uh, they were pretty good. They didn't feel like I didn't feel like they missed a beat. Um, although I, I will say Riley, it looked like his his court awareness at the beginning of the day was 
was down a little bit. I saw him get crossed on a couple times, but yeah. that, that bounced back very quickly. And were there was it noticeable some players just clearly hadn't played and were struggling? I'm sure that's the majority of the people. There's uh, yeah. a few a few players on Final Justice that were actually new to to open format. They're college players, and they were actually uh, rookie college players too. So they're super super green to dodgeball. So they yeah. they were kind of thrown into the fire there. Has NCDA dodgeball started back up, or that's not even happening right now? Um, we had teams. We had teams practicing this uh, past year. There was no inter 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 school play, but there was a bunch of teams practicing. And is that going to start? I guess school is over, so I guess that won't happen again until next year. Yeah. So in the fall, we're hoping to be back in full force. That's awesome. Yeah, Amazing. I coach Ohio State's team, and they are able to start practicing in the fall. And I think they're going to make a decision pretty quickly. I think by October, whether or not they'll be able to, you know, travel or host. Very cool. And so how did you guys, you said uh, basically for open division, just everyone played each other and whoever had the best record was declared the winner for the day. Yeah. yeah, it was it was, it was pretty loose. Um, but yeah. yeah, Notorious were the only team that had a three and one record. We did have like a bracket made up in case we had time, but we had like such a, a, a strict time constraint. We just wanted to make sure everybody got to play each other. So we just quickly met and voted. All right, no, we're not going to do the bracket. We'll just go ahead mm-hmm. and move on to Pinch. The star of the day was Pinch. Yeah. And did you did the same format for Pinch then as well? Everyone just played each other? Once and winner was declared yep. on best record. Uh, yeah, there we, was no winner declared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a three-way tie. Uh, Dynasty, Notorious, and Kraken all all finished with a record of three and one. Um, whenever I made the spreadsheet for the for the tournament, like for the seedings, I just put the point differential as the the um, the tiebreaker. But I don't think anybody ever agreed on that. It was just me needing to, you know, do something so it wasn't alphabetical because that would mean that Dynasty would have, you know, won and can't have that unless they earn it. <laughs> did, uh, did Dynasty, Kraken, and Notorious all lose to each other once to each other, essentially? And then, yeah. Yep. So you really could, there was really no way to declare a winner, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, point differential was the only way to do it. So mm-hmm. uh, Notorious had the best point differential, but again, nobody really voted on that so i in my heart i'll say that notorious won but in dylan's heart he'll say dynasty won <laughs> well he's playing down a player also so that, you got to give him a little yeah for that, right? <laughs> yeah we, we had eight players well um, we had we had seven and a half players at least <laughs> yeah. and in pinch did you guys play a time limit or just yeah, we did uh, two 15-minute halves. So the this style of, of dodgeball, this format, we kind of wanted to take the best of Elite and the best of the NCDA and just kind of meld them together. Um, so we took the timed portion from the NCDA. So we did two 15-minute halves just because, you know, the time constraint that we had on the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we didn't do a halftime, but uh, it's, it, when you eliminate the other team, you get a full point. You know, things were things moved along pretty well. I think we only had a couple games where, you know, not that many points were scored. I'm looking at the scores now, and the lowest scoring game was Dynasty and Gamecocks, which went to overtime. Dynasty won uh, three to two, and that was the lowest scoring game because the last game we won't count that because we were we were really out of time and notorious and final justice just decided to do a, um, a best of three situation and notorious one, two Oh, but um, yeah, of the full games played dynasty and game cops, the lowest scoring game, the highest scoring game uh, we lost to crack in six to two. So you're able to get in, you know, quite a few points, which That's is pretty cool. Too. And how do you determine, how does a game end it? So like at the, after the 10 minute timer, do you play that game out? Does that game get played out or it just stops whoever has the most teammates left wins? No, you have to eliminate the entire team in order to score points. So if the half or the full time ends and there's still players on both sides of the court, then it's just a uh, nobody, yeah, nobody wins that, that point. Um, we did put in a rule that if there was less than three minutes left in the half uh, when a point was scored, then that time would roll over to the second half. So uh, you know, if if we won a game with 30 seconds left in the first half, then we would just add in that extra 30, 30 seconds, seconds that we didn't get to play to the second half. That's cool. And uh, going back to open, do you feel like did you like open better with like the soft boundaries or like the eight, like were there anything that you guys did in the open division that you would want to see added to actual open in in USA? I love soft, I, soft boundaries. I like the seven ball thing too, because yeah, games like Rise versus Doom just literally is throwing the off color ball back and forth mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. the game is over. Super predictable, but if all the balls are the same color and it just you know whoever whatever has four or more they have to throw, I think it adds adds to better depth of gameplay yeah but don't yeah. you think it would just sort of go to the same sort of thing where they would just be throwing that fourth ball I no because like... you still have you still have two balls to have one on each corner if you if you get down two balls like yeah no it's definitely i mean i i do think there's always interesting ways to change the games and you know yeah try things out and i think it's really cool that you guys try different things out in these tournaments and see if they work or there's only the only way to improve the game is to keep trying different stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we can do like a uh, an eight point five and no sting combo division next time. <laughs> kind of like we used, to, we used to do. I don't know. Did you guys ever play Stinger? Did you guys ever play Stinger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was my first like ball Stinger. type. Yeah, it's kind of like how Stingers were. Yeah. The first the first time we played a Stingers match, we had never seen Stingers, and uh, we just took them and put them in the net and never threw them. <laughs> <laughs> just, just never let the other team have it. The other team got so yep. uh, But we just, we knew that we couldn't throw them as well as like the kids who were throwing them. So we just took them out of the game. Um, but I think that's interesting just to try to improve the game, try to figure out new ways to, to make it better. I feel like maybe people should, should uh, suggest stuff and these tournaments should uh, do like, a, just like try to improve the game. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing about like COVID 
like we're some areas of the country are, are open now others are still a little bit restricted but like if you live in an area that's like semi open like get a couple teams together and make up your own rules like just throw something together it doesn't have to be anything fancy i mean like we rented this gym for 250 dollars for the entire day like it was at the end of the, i think it was like seven dollars per player like <laughs> And you get to play all day and we didn't do any prize money or trophies or anything like that. So like there wasn't any like cost. It was, it was literally just the facility rental. So everybody has that opportunity to do that. Just try something new. We don't have that opportunity to rent stuff in the New York city for $7 or for $250. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know that works. Yeah. Very true. Very true. <laughs> There's differences. There are differences in price points but but yes i do agree that there are places in the country that you can do that yeah uh, are you guys both still pinch is number one for you after all these years yeah. only? dylan same with you yeah for sure yeah i really do like open a lot um open definitely grew on me i hated it my first two seasons but um i do really like it and but, the big thing uh, for you guys is that you guys feel it's too slow, right? I mean, I think that's the thing I hear majority of the time from NCAA players, NCBA players, is that it just feels really slow comparatively. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's kind of a backwards argument because NCDA is a slower style gameplay, but um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It just doesn't seem like as exciting that. as it could be. Like yeah. we, we know how exciting pinch is and, and to us, like there's no reason we, we shouldn't be able to throw the ball harder if we have the option to do so. And right. it could just be like our, you know, stupid Neanderthal brains. But like, <laughs> to me, it just seems like if you could throw the ball harder, why wouldn't you? Uh, do, you guys also... en- do you guys enjoy pinch elite better than pinch NCBA? Is it just, it's, no. It's even a smaller court, so like, it is the epitome of Neanderthal throw the ball hard. Yeah, there's that kind of stuff. I love the NCDA. I think it's probably one of the most fun formats to play. There are definitely some things that I would love to change about it, but mm-hmm. I I miss the the large court. Um, that's why we kind of you know we had a larger court at this event. Um, yeah. With the larger court, you just it requires you to be more methodical and like you can actually like have plays and um, you know, it, it, when you're getting crossed in, a, in an elite event where, you know, two players are thrown from the wings to one player in the center, you, both those players are in your peripherals and you can kind of see those two balls coming at you. But in the NCDA, when the court is 45 feet wide, it's, it's tough to see both of those. So it's, it requires like some more teamwork, I think, because you have to rely on your teammates to either block or catch for you. When you're getting double teamed, I don't know. I just, I really hope, I, I wish that everyone could like play one NCDA game. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, I feel like everyone is like so dug in into their like, I like foam, I like no sting, I like 8.5, I like mm-hmm. NCDA that they basically probably play it and be like, this sucks. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like that's the way the majority of people do. And I, I'm no better. I'm always like, I don't like this as much as I like what I'm used to. Uh, yeah, which is probably why I don't like no sting as much or foam as much, and it's the exact same thing that you were talking about with the no sting, where you where you throw a no sting and like the next day your arm hurts. First time I played foam, I was like, my I feel like my shoulder is gonna fall off for like three days. 
I was like, what happened? Like I've thrown a ball my entire life. Why is my arm feel like it's going to fall off? Yeah. So in the pinch, there were some big shots, big headshots. Do we get some big headshots? I feel like that's like what pinch is known for. Every time I, an East coast player comes out and plays no sting. I mean, it comes out and plays pinch. There's always like some story of someone getting obliterated by a headshot. Yeah. I'm going to forward you a headshot that uh, Colin Freeman had on Kobe Bryceland. Uh, Kobe Bryceland subbed for dynasty this time around. And Colin Freeman was on Kraken. Um, And uh, it was a nice little headshot. You could just see in the bottom left corner of the screen. I'm trying to figure out a way to send this to you now, but uh, in the chat, you know, you, you get all these, these big headshots and they're, they're fun. We are, I mean, we are getting older. So now I'm, I'm like starting to worry. It's like, Oh, is, is that person? Okay. When like 10 years ago, I've been like, yeah, eat it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I, <laughs> I like when, I don't know who was standing in front of him, but when the, when the crowd makes the, the ooh and the ah, you know, it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> You can't take your eye. I mean, he took his eyes off the guy in front of him. You're sort of asking for it. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's cool with the the big courts. I love, like, my favorite move is just to cross court people. I had a, a really good cross shot on Trevor Nordberg from Dynasty. Uh, and Dylan and Trevor both on the, the right side of, or my right side of the court. And they're backpedaling. And me being a lefty, I was hanging on the left side. And was able to just get this cross. I was like, I know I'm going to hit one of them. Yeah. And those are just vicinity. so satisfying. Yeah. They're just so satisfying because they don't see them coming. <laughs> yeah. It's always easier to hit people when they don't see it coming. Yep. <laughs> Dylan, do you have a, a memorable play from, from uh, Pinch? Um, yeah. The Colby Bryson hit was right in my face and it was kind of hilarious. But that was the cream um, of the, that was the cream of the crop of the day. Yeah. But anytime uh, Ray Franklin threw was electric too. Yeah, he's on Kraken. He's just a giant man, and he's easy to get angry. And when he's <laughs> angry, it's just just terrifying. He really? screams when he throws too, and it's it's bone chilling. <laughs> yeah. Did he play at Nationals last time for Kraken? Um, I'm not sure if he made it to Nationals last, last yeah, time. Yeah, I can't remember. So he's new to, I guess, the rest of the country then. Probably, yeah. I don't actually, I don't remember him traveling to any Nationals. I may be wrong, but I don't. Think I know he, he had a, he had a kid recently, so makes that may have harder. put a damper on things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he. I don't know. Does he still hold the record in the NCDA for the fastest throw? Or, uh, no, no, Wes, Wes Hopkins does. Wes Hopkins. He he's a solid second place. I think seventy nine was his was his uh, high score. Yeah. And what is what is Wes Hopkins? Eighty one. Jesus. We uh, last summer when we were playing outdoors, we brought a radar gun and we we're timing people's no sync throws, and I think. I think Quan from, well, he's now on Shred, but he was on KTC last year. I think he threw it like 76 or something. So, yeah. Another, 
five miles an hour from an 8.5 ball is quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. What is your guy? What's your highest throw, Dylan? Uh, I don't. I I never cared no. about that, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's about that. Sounds like the same as me. I wasn't fast enough to ever want to be doing those throws. Well, the only we we would uh, at nationals for NTDA there would be a fastest arm contest, mm-hmm. and um, I just valued my arm not being broken for the rest of the tournament, so I just <laughs> didn't, didn't participate in it. I think that was probably smart. Yeah. So do you guys have tournaments planned? Is there another tournament planned that you guys are looking forward to or you guys don't have anything on the books as of, as of yet? We are looking at dates in August and September for similar type of thing. Mm-hmm. And would you guys consider traveling out of the division? Like uh, I know Kyle Roth is doing these tournaments here in Pennsylvania. Would you guys come down for one of those events or not really interested in coming that far? Um, our team has talked about maybe one of those um final justice apparently wants to travel so <laughs> no one wants they, to give them their invite. final justice jesus so we were talking in, in the group chat today and we're throwing around cities and everything like that and we found one that was pretty close to everyone and final justice is like can we schedule one like further away we want to like get away from the weekend we're all like what are you talking about? Like close to home? You can go home afterwards. <laughs> they want to make a whole trip out of it, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was just funny. Cause everyone just pooped on his idea. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, well, I personally wouldn't go to the, the tournament that Kyle Roth is doing. Uh, I can't play on turf. Like I will roll an ankle for sure. hundred percent guaranteed. Unless I'm wearing cleats, but I guess that's kind of an option. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the downside of Kyle's tournament is that it's on, tr- on turf. But yeah, in in terms of space, it was nice to be, be able to sort of be spread out from everyone and not sort of feel like. Sure. I mean, I feel like most people are starting to get vaccinated and things are going in the right direction in terms of numbers and stuff. But it was just sort of nice yeah. to sort of have like an airy gym to be the first event to go back into and not sort of feel like i don't know it's so weird to be back in inside with people now besides like your family that it's weird yeah. to be inside anywhere with anyone did you guys feel weird being in a gym with people or it, it felt natural i thought it was pretty fine i don't think there's a couple people who are wearing masks but um we've been slowly opening up more and more so mm-hmm. just getting more used to it already. Yeah. My, uh, my wife coaches high school lacrosse. And so, you know, throughout the season thing, people at the beginning of the season, everyone in the stands, even though it's outside, had to wear masks and sit six feet apart. But, you know, as the season progressed, it, everyone started getting closer, less masks. So I was like slowly eased into a crowd again, but I was mm-hmm. definitely nervous about that. Like, cause literally for like a year, the only place my wife and I went was either her parents' house or the grocery store. We didn't do anything at all. Um, it was, it got really bad here in Columbus and I know it, it didn't get as bad as it did for you guys up in New York, but like I had three coworkers die from COVID and several of my friends lost parents. And so we were taking it really seriously. Um, and so it was nice to be able to be eased into it 
through Christine's lacrosse season. But mm-hmm. uh, I think without that, it probably would have honestly been a kind of a shell shock for me to just be in a room with 50 people all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't know. Can you guys hear the fireworks going up in my back behind me? No. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. During the summer, I feel like everyone just lights off fireworks now here in New York City. Yeah. Like, I, I think, uh, you know, some people, some industrious people realize that they drive the Pennsylvania thing by them and bring them back here and sell them for probably five times the price and everyone just lights them off everywhere. So come, come <laughs> 10 o'clock, it seems like people just light up fireworks. Um, yeah, I think that was definitely the biggest culture shock thing for me was just, I haven't actually, I have not stopped going back into work. I've gone into work every day the entire quarantine, but mm-hmm. it's been just me and one other guy in the office. Um, and we have like 8,000 square feet. So it wasn't exactly like I was next to anyone. Right. Um, so going to a tournament was really the first time sort of being around anyone that wasn't my family, which was sort of interesting. Um, but it was, you know, it was fun. It was, I mean, you do realize, I mean, I don't know if you guys are the same way, but for me, I realized like some of my best friends now are like dodgeball people. It's like I talked to them online about dodgeball ice. And then not to see them for an entire year was sort of weird. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see how quickly you sort of just like worked right back into the friend group that you were friends with and people you talked to and all that kind of stuff. So it was really nice to be back around people. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, do you guys have anything more you guys want to talk about in terms of the tournament? I don't think I do. No. Um, I feel like we hit all the points. Yeah. I guess we'll I guess we'll say congratulations to Notorious for winning open and and then Notorious and Dynasty and Kraken, Kraken for, for tying and pinch. Yeah. So <laughs> overall I would say Notorious was the winner of the day. Even if there were no winners. Blah, blah, blah. Notorious Notorious was uh <laughs> they were able to come away with the prize. I bought them a prize. Um <laughs> what, what was with the, the prize? With the with the with the game cocks, you know, we're we love to um, to talk trash online and you know do our little memes and all that stuff. And our mm-hmm. our target for Notorious is that they're they're big you know Donald Trump supporters and Donald Trump loves Notorious and all of this. So I bought them uh, Donald Trump campaign rings off of Wish.com for twenty five cents. Um, so knowing that at some point they would probably win some sort of event, I just kept them in my dodgeball bag. And today I got to. <laughs> Or last week I got to present them with those. That sounds good. And, uh, yeah. Were they happy with their gifts? They they laughed at them. They liked them. Um, they they said that it's it's mostly just the the follow through with this joke that has been going on for too long, and the fact that Wes Peters is a uh, very liberal gentleman. Um, it just you you could tell it irks him, which just makes it all the better. All all the better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in classic form. If it bothers someone, you keep doing it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's why I like well, the whole thing with Dynasty and the Gamecocks kind of died off because they just laugh now, and it's like I want to make you sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to find. You got to really find the, the the thing that makes them angry again. Yeah, <laughs> you're not hard, you're not trying hard enough. It's true. It's true. You need to do more recon. <laughs> well. I would uh, love it if you guys came out for one of those East Coast tournaments. Um, 
for me, it's much harder now with two kids and jobs and stuff for me to travel around the country and play, but would be more than excited for you guys to come out to the East Coast for one of those tournaments. Um, and hopefully we get back to full-time dodgeball, USA running, and I'm sure Felix and Jake and you guys will probably make announcements at some point in the future about something. Yep. Um, uh, either when is this coming out? If I stay up late tonight, I might, I might air it tomorrow morning. Okay. So uh, in a few days from the time you're listening to this, there will have been an announcement. There you go. So we can all look forward to that. Um, cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on, Rebecca. And uh, I'm sorry, Rebecca wasn't able to make it. She was out partying too much. Yeah. And- <laughs> And Paul, I'm sorry you couldn't stay up late enough to, to join us for the chat. But next time, I will have you guys on. Um, you guys want to give any shout-outs to anybody? Uh, Shout-out to Kevin Bailey for never being healthy. Yeah, that was great. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Shout-out to Tony Stumpo for being the greatest dodgeball player that ever lived. That's true. That is true. It's true. We all know it. The GOAT. Well, thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yep, thanks for having us. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Yep, sounds good.